Yes, 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 Osborne Podcast. Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's the podcast with balls about balls. All about balls, baby. Balls. Big balls, small balls. Little, little small balls, you know, some furry balls. You know, you know round, some meat round, balls. Round balls, ovular balls. You know, like, you got those triangular balls. Like, it's still a ball, but it's like a little triangular. It's a little weird, but, you know. Just pool, just pool balls. You know. Right, and we are your hosts. I'm Buddha. Basketballs. <laughs> this is now like a big facts and full of facts. He, yeah, he, hey, 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 that's nice. That one. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, I'm getting nice. better with time, baby. I'm getting better with time. Pull up. Like a fine wine. <laughs> um, how you doing, Dylan, man? Episode... Dylan, 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 Dylan. Oh, Dylan, yeah. Dylan, Dylan, five stars. Dylan is not here today. Nate. Drippy. Drip. Facts. Drip. Drippy. What episode, episode is it? 164? Is it four? I thought it was 163. Might be 163. I'm going to look it up. But how you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm hanging in there. You know what I'm saying? Another day, another dollar, another bin, another squalor. We out here, you feel me? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know you do. I know you do. That's why I ain't got to say nothing. You feel me? Yeah, it's 163. You're right. Hey, shout out to me. <laughs> Six plus three plus one equal ten. Yeah, all that. Yeah, cuz. You mean? All right, well. Let's not keep the people waiting. Let's jump right into the sports world. No, no, I, I definitely think we should keep them waiting just a little bit longer. All right. Now go. All righty. So, uh, this past weekend, we had two pay-per-views. Uh, up first in the UFC, we had UFC 254. Um, it was a very good card, very in, uh, enjoyable to watch. Uh, in the co-main event, Robert Whitaker beat... Uh, Jared Cannonier by decision. Um, and he looks like is now next in line to face Israel Adesanya in the rematch uh, from their title fight last year. Um, really good fight, really entertaining. I think if this would have been a five round fight, like if this would have been in the main event on like a different card where, you know, it would have main evented and been five rounds, I think Cannonier wins this fight because. He was starting to become really effective in the third because of his strategy and stuff that he was doing in the first and second. He just didn't have enough time. Um, you know, Whitaker is a very strong opponent, so it, it, it takes some doing to get him down. But, you know, he was working that leg the whole fight, and he was starting to land up top because of it. So it just he just didn't have enough time, and Whitaker did too much. A couple takedowns, one knockdown, um, but... Kenny showed a lot of heart. He'll be back in this position. I didn't realize he came down from heavyweight. That's yeah. Two weight classes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he did. And since he's been at uh since he's been at middleweight, 
this is his first loss. He he's won five in a row. Um, so he'll I think he'll be back in this position again relatively soon. Um, but yeah, so that was that was a good fight. And then in the main event for the lightweight title, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, he retained his title uh, against Justin Gaethje. That was by um, submission. Of course. Um, I mean, did you? Did you? I'm personally, did you expect anything different? No, I knew, I, and I think that's that's pretty much what I said last week was that if this goes to the ground, it's over. And it did. Um, standing up, there were some good exchanges uh, to where it looked like Gaethje even staggered him a time or two, slightly. Um, but if there's one thing about Khabib is he is just relentless when he's in there. Like, he would literally fight you like you are a bear, like he did like as a kid. Because like he is on you, he's attacking you. And he's doing everything he can to either put you down with his striking game, which is underrated, or get you to the ground where he will finish you. Um, and, that, and that's exactly what happened. I thought it was a great fight, though. Um, I was sad to see afterwards that Khabib is retiring from the sport, but I understand why he's doing it. Um, you know, his dad passed away this year from COVID, so... And that, that was his trainer, his corner man, and everything. So going into this fight, his mother told him that she doesn't want him to be fighting without his dad there. And he agreed and said that this would be his last fight, win or lose. Um, yeah. yeah. He was planning on only having one more after this anyway because he wanted to finish with a perfect 30-0 record and retire. Right. right. But... Now it looks like after 29, he's he's done. And I think this is one of those retirements he's not going to come out of. I don't think this is... It, uh, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> if something that's attached to family, it's kind of tough, you right. know, to just up and get out of that one, you know? So he might be gone for good. For sure, for sure. But a good pay-per-view. But now that Khabib is gone, this kind of opens the floodgates for title fights. Because uh, you got to remember, in that same division, you have Conor McGregor, Justin Gaethje, uh, Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier. Like there are some dogs that want that fight. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. You think uh, Conor would have been able to beat Khabib again, or you think that was just foregone conclusion? No. <clears throat> it's hard to say how much Conor's been working on his ground game. Because I think he does stand a chance. Um, because he'll try to keep it up on his feet as much as possible. But if he can just work on it, because you got to understand, before that Khabib fight, Connor was like at nearly like 98% takedown defense. Like you weren't taking Connor down until Khabib. Khabib was the first person to do it. And I think he did it either twice or three times in that fight. Mm. Yeah, I think it was twice. Yeah. So. Damn. I don't know. But it was entertaining nonetheless. For sure. Yeah. Too bad Uh, I missed it. It's trash. Huh? So I'm mad that I missed it. It was trash. Yeah. I feel you though. Um, So there was a WWE pay-per-view on Sunday, Hell in a Cell. 
I'm just going to recap that. As far as our picks went, Dylan went a perfect 4-0, Nels, and we went 3-1. Because he picked Elias, and Elias won by disqualification. Ah, boo. 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 Um, but we called the winners for the three Hell in a Cell matches. Roman Reigns and Jey Uso was up first. It was a 30-minute piece of storytelling because we knew the outcome was a foregone conclusion. But I love how they, you know, involved the the twin brother and him getting choked out as the reason that Jey Uso quit. You know, I love the fact that you got the Wild Samoans back in, uh, back in it. You know, because one's Reigns his dad and one's his uncle. And them coronating him at the end with the lay uh, to symbolize he's the tribal chief. Like, I thought that was a beautiful touch. Yeah, the fact that them two was out there was pretty Oh, man. It was just the storytelling. A beautiful piece of storytelling. Um, So, yeah, I'm all for that. And to see what comes from that on SmackDown. We'll see. Uh, Because now... The twins, the Usos, have to do whatever Roman says. They have no choice, or they're out of the yeah. Family. So it could even be a stable setup, to be honest. Yeah, and like, and a reluctant stable. Like they don't even like each other because they're just in it because they have no choice but to be in it. But as soon as Reigns loses loses the title, it's basically like they on his ass. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that was good. Uh. I think the match of the night, Sasha Banks and Bailey, um, they tore the house down. They went crazy. They were it was probably the most violent match out of all of them. Um, and Sasha Banks winning the title as she should. And you know this feud's not over, so I'm definitely looking forward to their matches. Uh, if this first one was any indication of how it's going to go. Yeah, I agree. I mean. You know, you, you you know that regardless of what gender, race, whatever, good wrestlers are good wrestlers. Good action is good action. So, you know, you got to give the action props where, where it's doing. They did that. It's a great match. Very much so. Um, and then in the main event for the WWE Championship, uh, Randy Orton beat Drew McIntyre for the title. Uh, he is now the champion. Uh, it was a good match. I enjoyed it for a couple minutes there. I thought Drew was going to actually win. I'm glad to see that Randy Orton pulled it out. Pause. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I mean, honestly, I I like the way the the match turned out. I felt Mm -hmm. like Randy could be the only winner. Um, However, I think they did a good job on not making uh, Joey McIntyre look weak. You just called him Joey McIntyre? Joey McIntyre. Why do I keep doing that? (laughs) Isn't that yeah, is, from New Kids on the Block? That definitely is Jit from the New Kids on the Block. Why do you keep calling it Joey? That's loose. What's Jit name? Andrew McIntyre? Yeah, yeah, sure. If you want to say his full name. What's, oh, yeah, it's Drew. This is Drew. Uh, Andrew. Nels didn't take a nap today. Nah, it's not that. No, no, it's not that I didn't take a nap. So, hold on. Let's, let's take a detour. It won't take forever. Five minutes. So, last night... <clears throat> I slept like three hours because as I told y'all before, I'm in grad school and I forgot to save my paper. So I deleted like three or four pages of work, delete it. So I had to type like six to catch back up. So here we are. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, if Nels falls asleep on the podcast, you'll know why. 
fell asleep on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think I'll be right. fine. I think I could power through, bro. Cool. It's all, all right. good. I well, got that this. was the end of uh, of the the WWE segment. I got this syrup with me. What are you What are you doing with just some syrup, bro? It's good. You want me to drink it? Please don't. Please don't. People it came be to the, see you doing this. So why Why are you doing this? It won't be the worst. It won't be the worst thing I put on the screen today. Oh, <laughs> yo, <laughs> that sounds crazy to the people listening to yes, this right now. Yes, sir. That you it was me. not like that. We just show so, craziness on the so, screen. <laughs> so where? Don't try to deny it now. Oh, we here with we here with it now. Oh my gosh! All right. Yes, sir. Yes, so we're gonna we're gonna sir. move right into the NFL. The N F Niffle. All right. So uh, last week uh, to recap the week. Um, to start things out, Thursday night football, the Eagles beat the Giants 22-21. Um, Carson Wentz came on at the end to, to to get the win for them. Daniel Jones tripping on a uh, an 80-yard run. Would have been a 90-yard touchdown if he would have got there. Tripped on Just his own feet on or air. whatever. Tripped, tripped on air for real. I don't know what happened. But, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I and honestly, another thing too, you know, Eagles, that game was too close for comfort. Yeah. Too close for comfort. And Giants ain't got it, but somehow, someway, Giants still keep putting up 30 on points. Like, they put 30 on boys out here. It's crazy. Gotta do better. Uh, the Lions beat the Falcons 23-22 because the Falcons accidentally scored a touchdown. Bruh, that was so cap. The Lions were letting them score a touchdown, and they did. Like, ah. Uh, poor, poor judgment. Uh, um, yikes. Yikes. That's the Falcons season in a nutshell. So, listen. I just feel like when it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Falcons put together good games. Like these games that they losing, it's not like they getting washed out here in these streets. Like they they're competitive. It's just right. Some some is missing. Some is missing, bro. No, you're definitely right on that. Uh, but I don't know. There's there's rumors that they could be one of the teams thinking to blow it up by uh, next Tuesday's trade deadline. Really? Uh, yep. Oh and, wow! And by blow it up, they're thinking potentially Matt Ryan and or Julio are possibilities. They're tanking for for Trevor. Yep, I mean that's that's what it seems like because Arthur Blank or Blanc um, last week said that he's not committing to Matt Ryan long term after this year. Yikes. Yeah, because I mean, you got to think there's going to be a new head coach. I'm sure he's going to want a new quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Julio's going to go to New England. Yikes! 
That would be litty. I don't want that. Julio, uh, come this way, big boy. Nah, slide to Vegas, bit all. <laughs> Vegas ain't got enough money. What you mean? I don't know. It just sounds good. It sounded good to say. All right. <laughs> Moving on. The Browns beat the Bengals 37-34. Um, Joe Burrow continues to impress. He's on a record-setting pace right now um, f- to break Andrew Luck's uh, passing yards for the rookie season. Nice. Like, it, like, shatter it by about, you know, a good three, four hundred yards. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Definitely I think impressive. He's, I, I think he's gone over 300 five games in a row, 300 yards passing. He's snapping, though. Yeah. Um, bad. I mean, the rest of the team need to follow suit, but he's snapping. Yeah. Baker started off bad. Uh, started the game off bad. He was 0 for 5 in the first quarter with a pick. Um, and then he turned it around, went 22 for 28 for 297, five touchdowns and an interception. Um, I know it was against the Bengals' defense, so there's not really too much you can take there. But, uh, you know, at least he's, he's trying to, to change things up. Unfortunately for the Browns, they lost Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he is out for the season with a torn ACL. So it's not the news I'm sure they wanted to hear this week. But I guess that means T. Higgins has to step up. I mean, we've been kind of waiting for it. T. Higgins has shown signs of promise. Um, I feel like he gets the targets that he's looking for. I don't think it's so much... Those short to intermediate targets, I, I think they do need to start making him a deep threat. He is fast. Um, you know, I, at the end of the day, like, they know what they have with T, so use it. Use it. It's very simple. No stress, no worries, man. It's, 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 it's this season, man. This season thinks it's just out of whack. You know what I mean? And, and you kind of just got to ride the wave. Right. Ride the wave. Um, so, up next, a very good game. The Steelers holding on to beat the Titans 27-24. That was uh, a good this, game. Yes, this is a game where the Steelers were up big early on, and the Titans stayed resilient, fought back, and it, you know, they had a chance to send it to overtime, and Goskowski just shanked it, which has kind of been his issue all year. I think he's had a, a, a number of missed kicks this year so far. Um, so they might be moving on soon. Absolutely, because you can't have Absolutely. your kicker lo- you can't have your kicker losing games for you. I mean, Goskowski, It's not even that he's losing games. It's, it's first off, we know the expectations for for Goskowski. Right. We know what it is. You know what I mean. But um, on another note, Pittsburgh is a problem. I keep telling y'all, Pittsburgh is a problem. They did that. They did that the other day. Um, and and you know we'll talk about this other game later, but the Steelers are now the only undefeated team remaining. That's that's it. Which is crazy. No one would have predicted that at this point uh, <laughs> last year. Um, all right, the Panthers. Oh, sorry, the Saints beat the Panthers twenty-seven twenty-four. Tough fought uh, divisional game. Not much to to really take from there. No, they're, they're, I mean, to be honest with you, it's it's tough to, as a as a fan, um, not necessarily as a coach or a person that, you know, innately watches football, I mean, some of those games are tough to follow. 
You know? Yeah. It's just what it is. Um, you know, Panthers should be getting Christian McCaffrey back relatively soon. They said a week um, to two weeks. Yeah, so that, that'll be good for them. They'll need that. They've been doing very well without him, though. Uh, better than I think most people thought they would. Um, and the Saints still know Michael Thomas, and he's another one of those names that's being tossed around as maybe he could be moved by the trade deadline. Uh, so Michael Thomas week, is going to the Patriots. So next week could be a very interesting show, uh, potentially, for some of these, these potential big names moving. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. The Bills beat the Jets 18-10. to 10. Division that games game, are weird. Yeah, I was going to say, that, go, that game was way closer than what I anticipated. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen needs to rein in his accuracy. You know, he started the season off pretty good, but I think the past couple weeks in a row, um, it, it hasn't been great. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But speaking of not being great, Nels, you called it the Washington football team beat the Cowboys 25-3. to Telling you. It was it was easy to see, man. Cowboys is falling apart. Players got paid too early. There's no passion to play the game. So they're gonna get ran through. And Jerry Jones continues to put his foot in his mouth every press conference. because uh, they were they were asking him if, if he could tell that there's a void in leadership on the team. Um, because of the you know, the players coming out and saying things and that kind of stuff and he was like, no, when I walk into the locker room, I don't see a void. There is no void. And it's like, bro, you're the owner. Of course, when the person who's signing the paychecks walks into the room, no one's going to act like <laughs> like right. there's a void. Right. Like Everybody's on their P's and Q's, the fuck? So, I don't know. Nah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But uh, good shit for Washington. Shout out to Ron Rivera uh, you know, finishing up chemo. You know, I say this. Washington's definitely a resilient bunch of players. They really get after it week after week after week. Yeah. That defense, man. That defense, they're they're really good. Yeah. They got a couple of pro bowlers. They got guys who are actually, like, one of the better players in their positions. Yeah. Um, they have three or four serious vets. So, you know, regardless, when you have a team that has that many vets, it's, it's tough to, to win as you play them. Facts. So... All yeah, right. Man. The Packers beat the Texans 35 to 20. Um, I think we said it last week an angry Aaron Rodgers um, coming off of a, a pretty big loss. He's uh, he usually he usually bounces back pretty well. And he did yeah. so. Yeah. So, he, he, I mean, you know, well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. That game. What was your favorite? Did you watch any game? Like, was there yes. any elements of that game? Okay, what was your what was your favorite element of that game? Like, what was it that you enjoyed seeing the most? Well, I enjoyed seeing Williams get off because I had him on my <laughs> on my fantasy team. But no, honestly, I really enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers play. Like, I don't know his style of play. Like, because he. He kind of carries himself on the field like I'm that guy, but then he when he plays like it, it's like yo, like he's got that chip on his shoulder. Yeah, still. bro, I love that. So I like seeing him. And honestly, the same with the Texans. I love seeing uh, Deshaun play. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of the season's been him trying to figure shit the fuck out on the go. Sorry, that was a lot of cursing it's in true. one sentence. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You, I mean, you're you're showing what where the passion's at. You straight. Yeah. You straight. 
Okay. All right. What's the next game? Um, all right. So up next, uh, the Buccaneers beat the Raiders 45 to 20. Um, it was, I called that last week. The offensive line was cleared um, to play the morning of the game. So they weren't able to do any walkthroughs or anything like that. Yes. Um, so, they, I mean, you could tell during the game. Like, they just weren't prepared. Uh, John Gruden was pissed because he felt like the game should have been postponed like all these other games have been for everybody else. But for some reason, the Raiders, our game got pushed earlier as opposed to later because we were supposed to be Sunday night. And we had oh. to play Sunday at 4. So, oh, yeah. So, so instead of us getting pushed to, you know, a Monday night, like even another day so they could have a, a, just a walkthrough. Like, like that shit's crazy, bro. Walkthroughs are clutch. Like yeah, super, man. super low key. People, so, people joking around that, but now it's actually pretty clutch. Yeah, so I don't understand why we couldn't have done an early Monday night slot like they've done the past two weeks with these doubleheaders. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me, but oh well. It is, it is what it is. They They screwed us out of a... A potential win because I feel like if we had a whole week of preparation, we were in that because we were in that game up until the end of the third quarter. And that's and that's when things kind of changed, but we were right there the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, the Chiefs What's beat the, the Broncos. Huh? No, no. Go ahead. Keep, keep going with the Chiefs and Broncos. I'll go back. Uh, Chiefs beat the Broncos 43-16. I don't really have many takeaways here. Uh, Chiefs went off. I do have takeaways. Okay. I do have takeaways. I think that the Chiefs are playing possum. I don't think Sammy Watkins is that hurt. I think they're sitting Sammy Watkins down for the playoff run. I feel like they're not going through all of their offensive sets, which is why Mahomes' numbers isn't really translating like they used to last year because they don't need to. They have a running back in Clyde's, Clyde um, Edwards-Hilaire. Um, Edwards Here's the reason why. A lot of people don't know this, but you know he's like second or third in average for uh, rushes per game. He's like in the 18-19 area. He gets like 18-19 carries a game, and they just added Le'Veon. So I think that... The Chiefs are doing just what is necessary to win to the playoffs. That really breaks my heart to hear that because I think you might be right. I'm like, serious, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching these games. I'm watching these games, right? And I feel like if a team is competitive, they'll play it out. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they didn't lose. They, they lost. But I'm watching them play these games. Like it started. I, I don't want to be rude, so please don't take this like offensively I the first time I watched the Chiefs was the Raiders game that was my first time watching the Chiefs in full and I'm watching this game and I'm looking at the defense I'm looking at the offense and I'm like oh they've never done this before oh they've never done this before oh okay why not do this on third down like you always do he was wide open why not go there huh okay now I didn't want to say anything then because I didn't want to take away from the Raiders' victory because me personally, I think the Raiders are right there. They're like at the cusp. At the cusp of greatness. Like, they, they've they beaten the... Uh, I'm on the edge of glory. 
I'm trying to remember who the hell they beat. Uh, yeah, they've beaten the Chiefs and they beat the Saints. Yeah. So they've beaten they've beaten some contenders now. But you know, I uh, I just watching them, seeing how they're winning these games. I'm like, bro, they brought back some of the same personnel. I don't think their position coaches are that bad. I I just I, I feel like again, Chiefs are just making do. They're making do. And and it's working. I mean, 43 points, 26 points, 32 points in a loss, 26 points, 34 points, you know, 23 points in an overtime win. Like, tell you, man, like, I I don't know, bruh. I don't know. I feel you. I feel you. What are you thinking? You think think that could possibly be it? It's possible. Anything is possible. I'm just hoping not. I was about to say, it's going to be a rough... Rough time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of a rough time, 49ers beat hey, the Patriots. Ooh, segue. 33 to 6. Uh, Cam benched. Uh, he's still going to be starting this week, um, obviously. But, yeah, I was about to say, uh, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, not a great game. You know, he hasn't played great since coming back from COVID. That's true. He has he's thrown he hasn't thrown a single touchdown since coming back. He's thrown five picks. That's true. It's very true. I mean, only time to really tell what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But he's definitely to me, he's definitely not himself. Um, I think the it's come to this point where I don't want to say the Patriots are in re, are in rebuild, but if they have no future plans uh, as far as how they're going to attack this season. It might as well. Might as well. Might as well just cut your losses and see what happens. You know what I mean? Keep developing your players. Come back harder next year. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's clear that y'all got it. It's just not all clicking right now. Facts. That's all. So, I mean, that that would be, you know, the reasoning for me. I don't know about anybody else. But, you know, the uh, 49ers, low-key, beat the Patriots in the Patriots game. Because they use the twenty-one personnel, so you have two backs, two uh, two backs, two tight ends. You have your two receivers, and then your line. It's it's literally balanced out, and they were killing us, killing. You understand? They were killing us. It didn't make no sense. The way you're tackling is hurting me, and I I must confess. I like to read. I like to read. But, you know, I mean, listen, bro. Niners, Niners low-key beat the Pats at their own game. Jimmy Garoppolo was out there looking pretty goddamn good. Mm-mm. And then just when you thought, you know, they couldn't find anybody else, they find a running back who scores three touchdowns but somehow someway gets hurt. Bro, and messes up like his ACL or something. right now. I was like, yo, that's... That's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yes, sir. Um, the Chargers beat the Jaguars 39-29. I tell you what, it, but this fight between Burrow and Herbert for Rookie of the Year is going to be a close one because Herbert is balling. It's true. Like, that's a, that's a true. tough kid, man. I mean, you really Isn't think that crazy gonna... that we can call... <laughs> 
I feel old. We can call these these rookies kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bro. It, it's it's weird sometimes. I ain't gonna lie. I be like, oh, oh sorry, I was random. Like, but y'all, I was y'all, just y'all are like, yeah. y'all are really kids out here in these streets. Wow. Word. Wow. 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 Um, I like Justin Herbert. I like him a lot. Um, reason why I do is because I think it's the way you carry yourself as, as you being in that premier position for your team. You know what I mean? On the offensive side of the ball, sometimes you are the offense. Nobody can really go without you. So you got to be that guy for him to kind of come in. You know, yes, he's made some mistakes. Yes, he's thrown some interceptions. But I got to ask, at, at your age, at, at his age, most of us would be doing the same thing. Same thing. Nothing changed. So, you know, I, I like I like Herbert. Herbert's holding it down. Um, game that's probably game of the week, at least in my eyes, uh, for Sunday Night Football. The Cardinals beat the Seahawks 37-34. Um in overtime, what a game. Um, Kyler Murray is here, and he is for real. Yeah, I, I think like this, was, this was his game to kind of, you know, silence any doubters on primetime. And I, I think that's exactly what he did. I agree. Put everybody on notice. Let them know what it is. You know what really, you know what really sucks? What sucks? It, is uh well actually no I'm gonna save that after I say this next game. Monday night football, the Rams beat the Bears uh 24 to 10. Another really good showing from this Rams defense who only allowed Listen, three points. That on score offense. that score doesn't tell you enough. Yeah. That score does not like, tell you enough. That 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 defense brutalized the Bears. Yeah. Like that the honestly the player of the game is the punter. He like oh, Hecker. Yeah, he pinned them inside their 10 like five or six times. Yeah. That man was out here. And the, and way like, the ball was just sitting, very, too. There was like no bounce. Yeah. It's very interesting how he kicks the ball. He kicks this on its side versus the long one, yes. so it catches more. And when it lands, it just foot. sits. There's, it doesn't really bounce any kind of crazy way. That's nuts. But shout out to them. But what I was going to say is Rams, another good team. And it, I just hate that. One of these NFC West teams is going to be left out of the playoffs because of the Dallas Cowboys. Because we have that stupid rule or, or whatever team wins for the, the, the NFC East. Because we have this stupid rule that because you win your shitty conference, you automatically get not only a playoff spot, but you get a home game. Like they, I think honestly, and I think after this year, I think those conversations are really going to ramp up in a very serious way. Because especially especially if the winner of the division has a losing record. I which, agree. Which is very possible at this point, and likely. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't see... Because I feel like all four teams in the NFC are going to have a better record than the best team in the NFC. And the NFC West is going to have the best record... Or better record than the best team in the NFC East. Sorry, jeez. Yeah. I mean, there's so much action going on this week. And, yeah. and well, last week anyway. I mean, it's pouring over to this week. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like it's definitely getting close to one of them times where you got to pull out the binoculars. Start right. looking from afar. 
start looking at your team and start, you know, formulating towards that. Like, there doesn't need to be a negative connotation because your team isn't what it needs to be, but can be where it needs to be if you do what you got to do in the offseason. Right. Do what you got to do in the offseason, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like that's like the one division where the start of every year they're going, all right, we're playing to win the division. Because they know they're not going to the championship. That's facts. Like, but we're I playing mean, to win be, our division just to make it to the playoffs. I mean, being a consistent, you know, division winner, it it, tend, it can be a good look. Can be. Overrated. <laughs> uh, that's terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the picks. So, uh, last week, Nels, you went 11-3 and three and won the week. Uh I yes, came sir. in second. I went ten and four. And yes, sir. Dylan went nine and five. Wow. Yep. Those are good weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'll get Dylan's picks uh, later. So let's see. Start things out Thursday night football. The one and six Falcons at the three and four Panthers. I'm going Panthers. Yeah, man. I mean Panthers. Uh, or Falcons. Listen, would I be wrong for pulling for the Falcons? That's why it's taking me so long to think about it. Because honestly, hot take, it's the same team. Teddy Bridgewater is just more athletic than Matt Ryan. But remember, Matt Ryan was never really known for a cannon arm or anything crazy. He was always known for his accuracy. Which Bridgewater's known for his accuracy. Um, Todd Gurley is a, a good running back. Now, if they had McCaffrey, I'd be like, you know, they have a slight edge. But Mike Davis runs like Gurley. Um, you know, they got good wide receivers on both teams. I mean, you got Ridley, you've got Jones, you've got Moore, and you got Anderson, right? It, the defenses aren't necessarily anything to write home about. So it's really the first defense that really gets up and makes a move that's going to win this game, right? Um, Panthers' record is what? Panthers are 3-4. and four. So you have 3-4, and four, right? Um, and Falcons are 1-5? 1-6. 1-6, excuse me. Ah, I don't know, bruh. Uh... Man, fuck it. Let's just do. Let, let, let's let's ride with. Let's ride with Falcons. Let's ride with Falcons for the upset. The two and four Patriots at the five and two Bills. I'm gonna go Bills. You know I can't go against home team, you know. Sure. But Bills, Bills is gonna give them that work. I respect. But that. honestly, though, the Bills. I say this. Now the hot take for you. The Bills do play an offensive scheme that more favors. The Patriots. Now, we got to see what happens during the game. Got to see what happens during the game. That, uh, that's really going to be that determining factor there. Facts. Uh, the 5-1 and one Titans at the 1-5-1 and one Bengals. I'm going Titans. Uh, Run those team by me one more time. Titans at Bengals. 
Bruh, I, I really would hate to be the one to pick against the Bengals when they finally get hot. Uh, uh, this is this is really difficult for me, man. I'm telling you. Oh, come like, on. No, don't tell me what to do. Uh, Bengals, not the Bengals. You don't think Joe Bro is gonna have a good game? You don't I think mean, so? he, I have he a- could, but it's it's the Titans. I don't see the Bengals defense stopping the Titans. That's fair, but I mean, all right, bet. That's true. That's true. That's true. Titans. I mean, it could be a shootout. You don't think? You don't think the, the I don't like the Bengals in a shootout, up? though. I don't like really? the Bengals in a shootout. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. All right. So what do you? I got. Ti- I got Titans. I said Titans like five right. seconds ago, six, ten seconds ago. Right, you don't seem wishy washy, bro. I just want you to commit to something. I am committed. I'm murdered. Uh. The three and three Raiders at the five and two Browns. Raiders are winning this game. Ooh. Where is it at? Is it Cleveland? Yes. All the pretty chicks with the bent lips say Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. Odell Becker Jr. being gone is going to hurt the fuck out of that team. Let's go, Raiders, baby. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, the four and two Colts at the three and three Lions. Um, Colts. Colts have a pretty good defense. So, um, Colts. The one and five Vikings at the five and one Packers. Packers, go Pack, go. You're gonna have to do the pack. Go, pack, go. Do, 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 do. Uh, oh. The 0 and 7 Jets at the 6 and 1 Chiefs. It's Chiefs. It can only be Chiefs, and they're gonna give Le'Veon like 20 carries. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. The 5 and 2 Rams at the 3 and 3 Dolphins to his first game. Uh, starting, uh, I'm gonna go Rams here. I know weird things happen in Miami, and Miami's playing good. I just think this is a pretty aggressive defense for Tua's first uh, NFL action, like real NFL action. So I don't, I don't know. This is a, this is a tough welcome to the NFL game. So I, I'm I'm going Rams here. Um, yeah, Rams. Uh, the 6-0 and Steelers at the 5-1 and Ravens. Look, the Steelers aren't going undefeated this year. Um, and I think in the eyes of the Ravens, this is a must-win for them, uh, especially if they want that first-round bye. So I'm going Ravens here. Um, Ravens as well. The 2-4 and four Chargers at... Huh? You said everything I was going to say. Oh. The two and four Chargers at the two and four Broncos. Chargers. Chargers. The four and two Saints at the five and two Bears. Saints. Bro, this is where we're going to have to have an impasse. I'm going Bears. Understandable. 
the four and three 49ers at the five and one Seahawks. Come on, Seahawks. Seahawks have no defense. They're not going to have any answer for Kittle. They're not going to have any answer for the running attack. I'm going to go with the Niners. Let's go Niners. Ow! Where the where they have an entirely hurt defense and they're playing some of the best offensive weapons in the NFL. Okay. I mean, Verrett stepped up. He's done what he's needed to do. Warner is arguably one of the better linebackers in the game. They do have a lot of injuries, but their young bucks are stepping up. Their young bucks are stepping up. We shall see. Um, we shall. Oh God! Sunday night football: the two and five Cowboys at the two four and one Eagles. Yuck! You know, the, I'm pretty I'll take sure. The Eagles. I'm pretty sure whoever it was that was making the schedule was sitting here like, "Oh yeah, this game is gonna snap Sunday." It's night. about to be fire. Oh man, I'm telling you, it's gonna be freaking Dak Prescott going up against Carson Wentz. Oh baby. You this game is going to be phenomenal. Shit, Dalton's not even going to be playing, I don't think. He's got a concussion. It's that new dude. Eagles. I'm going to go Eagles here. It's pretty safely. <laughs> I'm going to go Eagles. I'm going to go with the E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles? And then Monday Night Football, the 5-2 and two Bucks at the 1-6 Giants. Bucks. <laughs> this is going to be a slaughter. Can somebody say wash? Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. You know, right. Bucks backwards is scoop. 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 Uh, scoop. All right. So you want me to go right scoop. into the college football picks? Scoop. Of course. Um, hold on. There is there is something to uh, discuss here. Oh, okay. Go for it. Um. So in the meantime, between time. Uh, you have uh, a game cancellation. Yes. Um, I believe it's Wisconsin and Nebraska against Nebraska. Yeah. Um, in the Big Ten. Um, and it's come to it's come to uh the attention of you know the the sports world, quote unquote, that it's about twelve players for Wisconsin that have uh coronavirus right now. Um, you know, as they say, shit is getting real. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, let me ask this. Do you think this hurts college football in any way or even help it in any way? I think this whole season hurts college football, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Okay. Um... Especially because most of these conferences are doing conference-only play. Uh, so you don't get some of those cross-conference big matchups uh, that you could look forward to. Um, I, I don't like that teams that haven't played this whole time and are just now starting are automatically ranked super high. I think they should have to earn being ranked higher and stuff like that. Um, I don't think just because you're Ohio State that you deserve to come in at number five or whatever the hell you came in at. Like, I know you're a great team, but sorry, you got to work your way there. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's it sucks, man. And then because then what happens with these bowl games and stuff? Are you postponing the bowl games or like what? I don't know. It, it seems to be a clusterfuck right now. And it doesn't seem like any of these schools have a good grasp on this. 
and handling it because we're seeing more and more players at more and more schools and more and more shuffling and more and more postponements. Like, come so, on. Like, it kind of, like, honestly, like, I haven't even been super interested in watching college football this year. Granted, probably some of that has to do with LSU sucking on ice. But um, that's besides the point. I think it's just one of those things where, like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not as invested because I feel like it's a guarantee that we're about to get fucking Clemson and Alabama because everybody else is trash that they got to play. So, like, that's just that's just what it is. Like, can we just go ahead and do the national championship game? Because... Like, <laughs> So here's the reason why I'm not too, too upset with this season. Uh, number one, I think it exposes some places where the where college football needs to tighten up. Secondly, okay. if this season goes by the way that it has, because, I mean, we've seen some exciting football. Um, we've seen some exciting football without any of the classic programs playing each other. Mm-hmm. We've seen really good – we've really seen um, good football without these small schools getting paid to get their ass whooped. Um, I think that, you know – this should be the start of something different as far as making schedules, who are you playing, all that good stuff. Like, have a good, solid conference schedule and, you know, call it a day. You know, and if you're going to send somebody or whatever the case may be, like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I like I like the sectionalism. I like I like the schools being able to play each other more locally than anything. I feel like nowadays you'll get more fans for that. I feel like if Alabama plays Florida State like it did in the past, there's going to be more numbers than Florida State going to Oregon. You know, I think they're getting rid of that. You know, the, the, the old school ones, yeah, sure, like, run it. But everything else? I like that we're going back to the to the basics with college football. I feel you. Some of these games were bananas, like USC versus Alabama. Like that might have been hot in the seventies. That game ain't gonna fly today. I ain't even gonna let Buddy fly over. You know, so uh, I don't. Know. I don't. Know. I feel you, bit out. Yeah, I mean, we ready for the picks? Yeah, we can do that. All right, so as far as college football picks went last week, I won the week. I went 12 and 4. Yoda! Nels, you went 11 and 5. Yoda! Dylan went 8 and 8. Shit. Yoda! Just gonna let that marinate. Um, all right. Wait, why did he get so many games? Did he really go against the grain like that? He really did go against the grain like that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was it was high risk, high reward. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, so the the weeks. Uh, sorry, this week's picks uh, up first. Number twenty five, Boise State at Air Force. Boise State. Who's the ranked team? Boise? Boise State. Against Air Force? Air Force is pretty good. Air Force is nothing to sleep on here. Uh, let's go boys. Number 24, Oklahoma at Texas Tech. Who you got? I'm going to go Texas Tech on this one. Not going to lie to you. 
<laughs> with, the, with the upset. Uh, who you said you went for? Texas Tech. Why Texas Tech? Over Oklahoma? Because, I don't know. Texas I Tech mean, is... I ain't gonna lie to you. Oklahoma been type Buddha. They've been type. They've been type. They've been type. They've been type trash. So I feel you. Ah, you ha, you know I like going against the grain with you. Let's go opposite way. Let's go Oklahoma. But uh, number twenty three, Iowa State at Kansas. Iowa State. Iowa State. Navy at number 22, SMU. SMU. Smoo. Never turn my back on Smoo. Number 20, Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. Coastal Carolina. Coastal. Coastal. Yeah, yeah. Number three, Ohio State at number 18, Penn State. Ohio State. Ohio State. Number 17, Indiana at Rutgers. Indiana. Who won Nelly? Indiana. Uh, number 16, Kansas State at West Virginia. Kansas State. Kansas State, get out of that. Number 15, North Carolina at Virginia. I'm going to North, North Carolina this time. North Carolina, yay. I'm going to stop making fun of them boys. Stop calling them a basketball school. North Carolina on y'all ass. Michigan State yeah. at number 13, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, let's do Michigan. Western Kentucky at number 11, BYU. 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 Missouri at number 10, Florida. 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 Straight out of Florida. Arkansas at number 8, Texas A&M. Texas A&M. I, I tell you, it ain't Arkansas. Definitely Texas A&M taking that dub. Memphis at number seven, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincy. Uh, Texas at number six, Oklahoma State. Woo! Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Number five, Georgia at Kentucky. Georgia. Ooh. Georgia. Georgia. Number four, Notre Dame at Georgia Tech. Notre Dame. Oh, my God. Uh, Notre Dame. Just say Notre Dame. No, don't tell me I'm growing. Notre Dame. Mississippi State at number two, Alabama. Alabama. Really? Like that? Quit like that? Mississippi State, yeah. Against Alabama, yeah. Mississippi State going to give them problems, baby. Alabama. <laughs> Boston College at number one, Clemson. Clemson. Bye, no plan. Uh, Clemson. That's it, Bill. We, we, we. Digimon, Digital Monsters. Did, did. All right, so before we go to underrated bars of fame, I wanted to you know bring, read off an article for you guys. Um, you know, feel free to hit us up um, either on our social media or on our email. You get all that information um, later on. Um, trying to see what this bad boy not working. 
tragic. Very much so. Um, but, you know, let me make sure I got it. I just got to search for it. I had it up on the thing, but for some awkward reason, I mean, it ain't it's coming up. It's not loading. Uh-huh. All right. If you ask nearly every person, well, this this uh, article is written by Tyler Conway. Um, came out October 25th, so that was like earlier this week. If you ask nearly every person in the NBA, they will tell you there is no such thing as talent as an asterisk championship. Pat Riley apparently disagrees. The Miami Heat president said the Los Angeles Lakers title carries an asterisk because Miami was without Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo um, was limited for most of the series. I'd like to see what it would be like if, with everyone whole. We'll get our chance again. The Lakers have the greatest player in the game of history in uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Riley told Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, they beat us fair and square, but they were the best team. But there will always be an asterisk, that caveat. We had Bam and Goran. Goran was our leading scorer in the playoffs at 100%. He could have gone to seven games or whatever. Here's where we add our own caveat. I don't think Riley was attempting to demean the Lakers championship. It seemed like he was attempting to play out a what-if scenario in his head that would probably get him heat, get the heat to a deciding serious factor. Uh, well, deciding seven games. I'm sorry. Um, that said, Riley used the word asterisk, so let's go there. It's going to be a short trip. This is the part of the article where I was like, solid points. The Heat's run through the Eastern Conference included an Indiana Pacers team without DeMontis Sabonis, a Milwaukee Bucks team that lost Giannis Antetokounmpo to an ankle injury, and a Boston Celtics team that was playing with the missing limited Gordon Hayward. Does Riley think the Heat's run to the finals deserves an asterisk? Doubtful. In 2019, the Golden State Warriors lost Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson to injuries. In 2015, the Cleveland Cavaliers lost Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving to injuries. If we want to use an example dear to Riley's heart, use the 1987 Boston Celtics, who lost Kevin McHale to a broken foot and all but handed Riley his third NBA championship. None of these or runs are given asterisks because of injuries. They have been as well, yeah, because of injuries, as unfortunate as they may be, are part of the risk every team runs. We're not going to say Riley has been eating sour grapes. But he's not exactly chewing on sweet ones either. I mean, Pat Riley later on spoke to clarify the asterisk comment. He wasn't really saying it like they literally have an asterisk. He was just talking about more of the what ifs. What do you think, Buddha Shevsakan? Well, I think whoever wrote that article is completely right in that sense. I mean, I, I do think that it is kind of sour grapes. For Pat Riley, because it is a valid point. Injuries are part of the game. It really doesn't matter what sport you're playing. The Eagles went to the Super Bowl and won it with a backup quarterback. So it it really injuries are are just part of the game. So I mean, yeah, if if you're gonna consider that an asterisk, so if the Miami Heat win, by your definition, that should be an asterisk too. So, so like, oh. I mean, I, I agree with you uh, 125%. I feel like I saw where he was coming from as far as the what ifs. I do think a healthy Gordon and a healthy Bam would have aided them a lot. But, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you play the season for. That's what you have those grind modes. It's so everybody can get accustomed to it. So, in the same essence, it's like, you know, the best physical body also wins. You play the hand that you're dealt. That's just how the game goes. Yep. And, you know, from from... 
the well, pretty much from the end of childhood till long. I mean, you gotta you gotta look at it from the context of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is something that you deal with again. Like I said, from being a child, you right. play games. Players get hurt. Players grind it out. You know what I'm saying? Like by the end of the season. Either, you know, players dwindle down because of their physical attributes or some get better as the games roll along. But a long season is still that, a long season. You know what I mean? Like, if you're playing football and you hurt your ankle, a week isn't enough for you to heal up. So what are you going to do? You going to miss a game? You going to miss two games? Or are you going to try to play? Yeah, because yeah, you, know I mean? you got to think about all the injuries that aren't being noted because right. the player's like, no, I'm good. Like, when right. they know they fucked up. Yeah. Right. So... You know, I, I, there's no asterisk behind that. There's no asterisk next to that championship, man. Can't be, bro. They went through too no. much in that bubble. Yeah, bro. Can't be no asterisk, bro. Yeah. Can't be no asterisk. Because even if you, because even if you want to put the injury thing on there, cool. You got to add in all the other factors than of being in that bubble. Ain't no asterisk, man. They worked their ass off. So. Yeah, bro. They they definitely earned it and deserved it, and it wasn't like they weren't injured either. Right. Or they didn't lose key players either. They didn't have Avery Bradley the whole time. So, I don't know. I blame you. I'm used to it at this point. Oh, don't do that. Now you're just making it sound like abuse. I ain't never abused anybody a day in my life. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go adding out. There you go adding out. There you go adding out. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, it almost seems like we might be getting close to underrated bars of fame. Yeah. Underrated bars of fame. Yeah, I heard you. Underrated bars of fame. I'm assuming you're doing this so you can pull up your song. No. Why in the world would I do that? Ridiculous. Of course I have a song ready to go. Why would I not have a song ready to go? Are you ready to go? <laughs> no, I do have it ready. I do have it ready. I do have a song ready for y'all. Um, it's, it's Al Green. I want to go a little old school again. Um, so I wanted to do a song that, you know, was actually... It's a very deep song, and I think that, you know, a lot of times we get caught in the vibes of the song. But, you know, I, I did want to, you know, spend some time with some old school songs. You know, give some perspective. And the song that I have is Love and Happiness by Al Green. See, that's how you know I didn't pull that one out of my ass, because I can't pull an Al Green song out of my ass. I've been had that ready to go. Amazing. All right. <laughs> now, if I could pull an Al Green song out of my ass, I'd definitely brag about that and be like, listen, I'm eclectic. There's a lot of um, ass talk right now. Huh? So there's a lot of ass talk right now. Continue, sir. Not cool, fam. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Shout out to Dilly. You know what the, one of the first things he's going to say when he gets back on? He's going to be like, you guys had a lot of awkward pauses. Oh, of course. Uh, and I don't, I don't understand why. I'm going to sit there and be like, why do you think that is, bro? <laughs> you I'm think like, that if you would have been here, Dylan. <laughs> Last week's episode was way to go, Buddha. Next week's episode, well, this week's episode is gonna be way to go, Dylan. Way to go. Um, here we go. Love and happiness, song by Al Green. Love and happiness, yeah. 
Something that can make you do wrong and make you do right. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. All right. Love, love and happiness. But wait a minute. Something's going wrong. Someone's on the phone. Three o'clock in the morning. Talking about how she can make it right. Yeah. Well, happiness is when you really feel good with somebody. But nothing wrong with being in love with someone. Yeah. Oh, baby. Love and happiness. Love and happiness. Oh, love and happiness. I have to say, love and happiness... You be good to me, I'll be good to you. We'll be together, yeah, we'll see each other. We'll walk away with victory, yeah, oh baby, love and happiness. Love and happiness! Love and happiness. Love and happiness! Hey, 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 make you do right. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> make you do right, love will make you do wrong. Make you come home early, make you stay out all night long. The yeah. power of love. Wait a minute. Let me tell you. Oh, the power. Power of love. Power of love. Power. Make you do right. Love will make you do wrong. Hey, ooh. Love and happiness. Say it. Love and happiness. Makes you want to dance. Love is, wait a minute. Love is, yeah, walking together. Yeah, talking together. Say it again. Say it together. Yeah. Say one of moans. Moan for love. Say, uh. Moan for love? Uh, moan for love. Talking about the power. Love and happiness. I mean, there's a lot of lines to read in between there. I just just wanted to say. Alright. Underrated bars of faith. You'll never listen to that song the same again. Probably Promise. not. <laughs> That's valid. You're welcome. So, I mean, episode, it's almost done. We just got a couple more things left to do, right? Is it time to get off the air? It might be. I mean, shoot, did we miss anything? No, we just got to tell them what, where, where they can reach us at. All right, well, bet. Where can they reach us at on email, bro? Don't know. Don't care. Um, don't care. Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Ooh. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. Ooh, boy. Ooh. <laughs> I almost oh, that. Yeah, it's all good. With that being said, we are done. Weezy out of here. Hey, listen, appreciate y'all for, you know, hanging with us for the 163rd time, right? 163? Yep, yeah, it is. I have been listening to other, any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us, and we really appreciate that. Just keep vibing with us, and we're going to keep giving you this bomb-ass content to ride to. But that being said, like Wheezy, we out of Yeah, bye, host. Silly. Yeah. You little scallywag.